This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's supposed to hit 30 degrees today and feel like 34 with the Humidex. Yay! As far as I'm concerned, that is great news. But if you live in an older apartment building, maybe not so much. Toronto Public Health has found that about half the residents in those buildings suffer from heat-related illnesses. Does that affect you? Uh, the numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Well, the Board of Health is meeting as soon as we get off the air at 1 o'clock, and we'll be asking for more money to reduce summertime indoor temperatures without placing a financial burden on people who can't afford it. So, Councillor Sarah Doucette is Vice Chair of the Board of Health, and she joins me now. Hi, Councillor Doucette. Hi, good afternoon. I'm not sure if you've been outside yet, but um, looking from my window, it looks as if it's quite warm. A lot yes. of short sleeves out there. And, and sleeveless. <laughs> I don't know if it's hit 30 yet, um, but we'll find out right after the show. Yeah. Uh, so, how big a problem is this? Uh, I'm actually surprised half the people in older buildings suffering from heat-related illnesses. That looks very high. Well, half the buildings don't have the power to have, one, have air conditioning. And in some buildings, residents are not allowed to put our old-fashioned window rattlers. So particularly seniors can suffer from the heat. And the sad thing is that a lot of seniors don't have people to check in on them. Um, Some of them aren't as mobile as others. So even though the city actually has access to about 500 cooling community spaces, like our community centers, libraries, um, malls, these sort of places, not everyone can get there. Yeah, um, it's a big problem. Oh, I just got I just got a note from the producers. It is twenty eight now. Okay, so we're all we're almost there. So this is obviously a, a big problem for older people. A bigger problem for older people who are also um, more likely to be adversely affected uh, by the heat. So, uh, what do you? Um, first of all, do you, do you have a handle on how many buildings we're talking about? How many people? I don't have an exact number, obviously, because um, we have found when we've gone through some of our um, interesting weather recently, for instance, in 2013, when we had our power outages, we had our floods, um, a lot of people realize there's a lot of vulnerable people out there, but not every person who is vulnerable wants to be identified as vulnerable. So we don't have an idea. We are working quite closely with groups like CREW, who is our community resilience to extreme weather and faith for the common good, and other religious groups we're working with to get a handle on how many vulnerable people there are. So how many people should we be checking in on when there's a heat alert? Um, And how many people may need to be moved from their home to a cooling center? Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't want to move. They don't want to leave their property. 
I, I, absolutely. Especially. So sorry. So this is where Board of Health. We are wanting landlords to have a cooling space, um, maybe even some trees on their property, which actually hooks in very uh, conveniently with the, the subject you were talking about before is the OMB. A lot of the buildings coming in now are taking up our green space to build a building and build an underground garage. You're taking down the trees. Yep. So a lot of this development coming to our city is taking away what we need to prevent the city from becoming one complete heat island. And that will all affect um, residents living in older buildings, not wanting to leave home, and maybe a landlord who doesn't have a cooling room or suite. Uh, are, do you want to require landlords in certain buildings uh, where it's really a big problem to uh, provide air conditioning? It's not necessarily air conditioning, but some of these buildings just cannot manage it. We need somewhere, a cooling area, cooling space. As I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be air conditioning. It could be um, maybe they do put a, uh, an air conditioning in one room. Uh, maybe they have a green gar- you know, garden with some grass and some trees. Trees obviously will keep the whole building cooler. So there's lots of other things people can do, not just air conditioning. Well, the trees, they, they have to be pretty big to be able to do that. That takes a while. Well, again, depending what floor you're living on in a building, I agree. Um, and as we know, our climate is changing. We are expecting to have more days of these 30-degree temperatures as we move forward. So people need to think about this now. I mean, look at today. You have one day, it's not too bad, but you get four or five days of this kind of weather, that's when it really kicks in and affects people. Councillor just said, I'm just going to give the numbers again. I'd like to hear from people sure. who are affected by this. 416-360-0740, toll free, 1-866-740-4740. Please give us a call and let us know if you're affected by this. If you live in a building uh, that does not have air conditioning and you're affected by heat and, and going to a cooling center, is either something that you can't do or maybe don't want to do. Uh, On a really hot day when you're feeling kind of lethargic, I don't really blame people for not wanting to leave their homes. Um, So uh, we have this situation here, Councillor Doucette, and uh, you're asking for money to deal with this. So what kind of a budget are you asking for? Um, Well, right now we're asking actually for a budget to... We're looking for, again... um, Toronto Health works with the province. So some of our programs are funded three quarters by the province and a quarter by the city. So we are looking for, I believe it's around, uh, for the city, about $18,000 to help us um, operate our seven city-run cooling centers Mm -hmm. for this summer. But what we're also looking at in this report, which is coming before me in about 20 minutes probably, this meeting starts in about 10 minutes, um, is we want to know should we be sending uh, nurses and medical trained people to our cooling centers? Is that a good thing to do? Because maybe someone has been hot in their apartment and then does decide eventually to come to the cooling center. Last year, we had over 4,000 people visit the seven cooling centers the city does provide. So we are just wanting to understand, you know, should we open up more cooling centers? Um, should we put medical people at these? Or is it, is it enough to have somewhere a cool room with maybe some, you know, some water and some refreshments for people to come? 
you know, we do need to encourage people to get out of their hot buildings. But as you and I've mentioned, not everyone wants to go too far afield. Not everyone can get to the mall to walk around or the library or even a park. And and uh, what power would you have? I mean, uh, aside from asking landlords to have a cool room, is, is there anything you would like to do beyond that? Or um, maybe do they need some kind of financial break to try to put this into an older building? Uh, yeah. The other thing we're wanting, as you know, in the wintertime, there are mandated temperatures that landlords have to keep their building at. We're wanting to have a threshold of 26 degrees Celsius that you can't get your build, have your buildings higher than that. So we want to do the, you know, the other end of the spectrum to say that you've got to keep your building lower than 26 degrees. Um, <clears throat> there may be various ways of doing that. Um, as we've mentioned, air conditioning, shade, um, even insulating your building better. If you've got an old building, there are, there are grants and funds you can get to insulate your building better. Um, so there's, there are various options. It's, you're right. It's, it's hard to dictate to landlords exactly what they have to do, but working with the province, we hope that we can come up with um, some guidelines and some actual policies as we have in the winter for the, how much heat we want to have, how cool you have to keep your building in the summertime. And uh, the, those guidelines, the, those are provincial guidelines, so you would need the province to make a law? We believe the province will have to get involved, yes. The, the heating guideline is, comes under the Land or Tenant Act, I believe. Um, so we need to sort of add something, as I say, for the summertime, you know, not to allow your building to overheat. So that presumably, would... yeah, that's not something that would happen for this summer. Uh, probably not. No, the um, you know the province can work sometimes as slowly as the city can sometimes, <laughs> but but we do believe that we've been asking for this for several years. We will keep asking for this. We'll keep pushing for this. Again, that is one part of the puzzle. But right now, we do encourage landlords to have a cooling area. If it does mean putting a window rattler in one place, do it. Why has it taken so long? Why is it, what's controversial about this or difficult about this? I don't think it's so much controversial. I think it's the fact that it's only really come into the light in the last number of years when we've had so many consecutive hot days. I mean, you know, I know in Paris they had a heat wave and thousands of people died. In Toronto we've had heat waves. And I know each year, as I mentioned, with the climate changing, we are getting more consecutive days of 30 up degrees. And that is where our bodies just can't manage this. And that's where we are concerned for people's health. Okay, let's, uh, let's hear from Christina in Toronto quickly because we don't have much time left. Christina, what's your situation? I live in a building that's over 40 years old. I have the original window fittings on this apartment. Uh, I've talked about it. Uh, they only did the resealing on the windows, not the entire frame. I've got huge sliding glass doors that my whole apartment faces west. Mm. There ought to be a new regulation that just for, just as for heating, there ought to be a maximum temperature in your apartment. And there's lots of uh, newer units that you just you know, put into the wall, and it's uh, centrally uh, electrified. I mean, it has to be done because in my own apartment, I have a portable air conditioner, but because there's so many windows here, un unfinished for, uh, you know, sunlight that just blasts through here, 
um, it's always it's always super hot in here, and I get nauseous now. I cannot take the heat anymore. So I'm definitely in favor of a new regulation for maximum heat during the summer because this climate change requires it. Uh, Christina, thanks so much for sharing your story. I I, I hope that uh, someone's listening there. Yes. Well, I think the the city councillors have to start bringing up this issue because virtually every uh, apartment building that hasn't been done in the last, uh, you know, 10, 20 years is is not air-conditioned. It just wasn't part of the um, discussion. You know, you got heat in winter, but people always think that you can manage somehow through blistering Uh, Okay, Christina, um, it's uh, right at the end of the show, so we have to go. Thanks so much for your call. Thank uh, you for the time. Okay. And uh, it is coming up uh, in about two minutes at the Board of Health. Councillor Sarah Doucette, thank you so much for uh, sharing that with us. Thank you so much for uh, bringing this to the light. I hope people are listening, the landlords and people are listening uh, to your show. I really do. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.